0: This is Misty Jane and you're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast that helps uplift the hair industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. So today I have Lindsay Smith, the founder of Independent Beauty Pros on the podcast. I absolutely love her. She is my new BFF. She knows this, I hope. (laughs) Um, I met Lindsay in 2020. She's been on the podcast before. You can go back and listen to that one. But today I brought her on because I wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of networking. I know networking is a really scary word, especially in the beauty industry. It just sounds a little too stuffy, a little bit too um, professional, but really it's building a community, like a community around yourself um, that you need um, support, that you can help support other people. Um, It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, And if you are somebody who has never networked or met other um, like-minded stylists outside of the salon that you are currently working in, I highly encourage you to find a way to build an outside community. It can help you in so many ways. I always say that if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. When it comes to building a community of like-minded people, you want to find people that are going to help push you forward, or at least ones that you can kind of commiserate with and kind of go back and forth on how you're feeling about certain things in your life. Um, I'm not going to keep going on. You'll hear it all in this um, episode. If you have not heard of Independent Beauty Pros, please go give them a follow. I will link the website in the show notes so it's a little bit easier to find. You can also find um, a link link in my bio on Instagram. It's a wonderful, wonderful digital community. So if you're somebody who has been looking for support and education, but you don't want to go somewhere in person, maybe you don't want to spend the money on a large retreat, Um, maybe you want something that you are going to be able to connect with not just hairstylists but also makeup artists, um, estheticians, all of the things, Independent Beauty Pros is the community for you. I am a part of it. I absolutely love it. Um, If you have any questions, you can uh, DM me on Instagram please enjoy this episode. Once again, if you like it, tag me, leave a review, tag Lindsay, tag Independent Beauty Pros, tag all of the people. <laughs> I know, I'm so corny. Um, anyway, enjoy. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. Hi. How are you today? I
1: am doing well. It's sunny here in Colorado. How are you?
0: Oh, lucky you. It is pouring down rain and gross today. I want to go back to bed, to be perfectly honest.
1: challenging morning getting out of bed.
0: I bet. Well, with that new puppy. <laughs> so I'm excited to have you on again. Um, you came on, I believe, season one, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Um, and we talked a little bit about um, Independent Beauty Pros, which it, you are the founder of. Give a little quick brief for anyone who maybe didn't listen to that episode of kind of who you are, what independent beauty pros is, and all that fun stuff.
1: Sure. So, um, as an independent hairstylist and makeup artist myself, I started my business back in 2012 as a solopreneur. Um, at the time, I was living in the city of Chicago. And so, with a major city and lots of co working opportunities and lots of um, cross promotion opportunities. I was actually really surprised at how challenging it was for me as an independent artist to network with other collaborative artists in the area. Um, I would attend you know meetup groups or beauty industry related happy hours, and I felt like I wasn't walking away with any sort of business connection. I maybe had a good time or met someone I could interact with, but as far as a relationship that we could uh, support each other, mentor each other through our businesses, it just never it never really seemed to happen. And so in that journey, um, as an independent artist behind the chair, as well as a coach working with other artists who are transitioning from traditional commission-based salons or spas into being booth rental or suite owners, um, I felt like I was I was coaching and providing my, my experience, but I was also learning so much from the people I was coaching. So I would leave a session and feel like I had maybe two or three things to incorporate back into my own business or to share with other people that I was coaching. And so I think for me at that time, that was in 2017. And I think at that point, it was sort of clear to me that we needed a space where we could all share, we could all collaborate. Um, I on Independent Beauty Pros, I am not a coach. I'm there as an independent artist, as someone who understands the journey and the experience, but we are a collective of independent artists, educators, and coaches. And um, so it's really just one space for everyone who is solo in the beauty industry to come together and learn from one another.
0: I really like that you describe it as the LinkedIn for independent artists, because yeah. I feel like that explains it perfectly because it really is just kind of a meeting ground. Yep. Um, so it's funny because I remember when I was a commission stylist Um, you know, I was a of stylist for like 14 years. And like, I didn't have other friends outside of the salons that I worked at. Like, that just wasn't a thing. You know, you go to classes and you go with the people that you work with and you only talk to the people that you work with. And like, it was never even a thought to like meet other people. Like it just was, it's just not, I feel like our industry isn't like made like that or brought up like that in the past. And it wasn't until I went out on my own into a suite that I was like, oh, I'm going to like meet all of my, my neighbors and like, we're going to like be friends. And, and it wasn't how it, it wasn't like that. I remember walking in and like, I mean, you'd get a high and that was it. And it's weird because you're in this new space and you kind of want help. And like, you, you want to feel like, you know, you can relate to somebody who has done it and it just wasn't that welcoming feeling that I thought, and it wasn't until I used to hear the word networking all the time and it was like an ugly word, you know, yep. like it was like, I imagine like being in a suit and tie, <laughs> you know, and walking up and being like, hello, my name is Missy and I'm a hairstylist, like just yeah. this weird, like, um, I want you, t- I want to meet you. Cause I want you to do something for me is totally. what I kind of thought networking was. Yep. And then it wasn't until I went to a retreat and actually truly fully understood what it meant to network because it's not "Hi, I want to meet you" because I want you to do something for me. It's "Hi, I want to meet you." Yeah, that's yep. it. Yep, that's
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> and the most successful networking relationships that I've found are when I want to help the person I'm networking with. So I feel like I almost—if if you almost even flip that completely. It's more so when you find someone that you know you can help, when you know you can support someone. To me, that's where that networking connection really starts to grow because then all of a sudden you're giving and I feel like whenever in any area of life, whenever you're giving, you're receiving. And so that to me, that's the key to success as someone who can network efficiently regardless of their business, whatever their business is. I think if you go in with an attitude and a mentality of how can I support this person? How can I help this person? You're going to gain so much more.
0: That is so true. That's so true for business in general too, yeah. right? Like you think yeah. about selling a product. It's like, you you don't think of it as selling it. You think of it as that like, hey, this is going to help your hair. This is going to help you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I like that. I like that a lot.
1: And well, that's when you and I, I mean, we've talked
0: a few times,
1: as an ibp ambassador and as you you have been such a huge support to independent beauty pros as we've grown in the last year and honestly like we don't want we don't want thousands of members who have no interest in collaborating we we really want people who genuinely want to connect with others and have that giving mentality because that's what's going to help everyone within our community succeed so it's really again for me as the founder i I don't want I don't wanna just be pursuing memberships. That's just not to me of actual value to what we're trying to build and create here within our community of independence. So again, I think that's how we're really kind of changing the game. Our our membership pricing and structure is set to the point where we really want people who are truly there to invest in their business and who want to make those connections to continue to grow and expand. And I think, I mean, just based on our community growth so far, we're doing, we're doing that correctly. We're doing a really great job with that.
0: You are. Um, it's cool because I know for me, like, especially with the podcast, right. It's like, I have like a wish list of people I want to talk to, but maybe those people, maybe they're harder to, um, connect with on Instagram, right? Like maybe like you send them a DM or you are just like, respond to their stories or comment on the things that they post, but they get hundreds and maybe even thousands of these every day. And you just, you know, so it's harder. So it's been cool with IBP because doing these virtual happy hours, um, or the networking event, which I really, really liked, um, where you're kind of put almost in a virtual room with these people. And then like, for me, like I really wanted to get Nina, um, on the podcast and I was, I kept just like being nervous to ask her, right? Like we, yep. I like her stuff. Like I comment on her stuff, but we don't have like a online relationship in any kind of way. Yep. And after that networking event, I felt comfortable enough to just ask her. I mean, what's yep. the worst that she could say, right? Is no, like. Yeah. yeah. And Nina,
1: I mean, so Nina Tulio is who you're referring to. And yes. she, in terms of someone who, I mean, when we first connected and I first was on a call with her, I was blown away at her. I mean, she's so down to earth. She's someone in the industry to me. She's someone I've looked up to for years. And so you never know, you know, you never know when someone is an industry leader, how they're going to connect and and interact with someone who maybe they don't know yet or don't have a relationship with yet. And her enthusiasm for what we were building with IBP, um, her like genuine passion for helping support solopreneurs and artists. She has an entire coaching program specifically for sweet renters and independents. Like her just the that again, what she has been a perfect example of showing up as what can I, what can I do? What can I give? She has offered to do so much to help promote IBP, but to the right people, to the people just like I mentioned previously that are truly collaborative, truly want to see the, the industry shift and change in a positive way, especially for the solopreneur. And so she's a great example of I mean, she's attended our events. She, at our virtual networking event, which you're mentioning, I mean, that was such an amazing event and our proceeds all went back to benefit Project Beauty Share. And she actually, on that on that event, also mentioned that she'll be doing a donation to Project Beauty Share in addition to ours. So again, she just is a giver. That's, those are the type of people that have that type of success because they are showing up looking to serve and that's what our industry is all about.
0: And there's a big difference in, and you can tell, I feel like you can tell pretty quickly when you're like meeting somebody, if they're in it to really, the really truly have community over competition, or if they're trying to get something out of it.
1: Totally. Yeah. Can, I mean, I think it's like a three second thing. Like it's, yeah. it is so clear and it's crazy because I, I mean, I've always felt that I'm a strong networker. I'm a very, um, I, I like to connect with people and I, I, I do that in lots of different avenues, not just within my business. But I, starting and launching Independent Beauty Pros has been the biggest challenge in terms of networking for me. It's pushed me out of my comfort zone more than anything else has before. And especially in our early days, we launched April 2020. So, I mean, at that point, I was, me personally, I was sending cold direct messages to anyone I could connect with, like yeah. day over day over day, cold messages. And again, it's, it's crazy because it really networking can feel like this like stiff structured like thing but it also it can actually be really fun and there's a lot of ways that networking can become um like almost how your business runs without you like if you have that network built you can have even with clients like cross-referring with another artist who maybe offers services different from yours you you can have constant streams of referral without actually having to do much, much work on your end, because someone else is, is talking about you, someone else is referring you. So I think networking is such a crucial, important aspect to be a, a, a business owner, to be an entrepreneur. And I think in the industry, in the beauty industry, that's not taught, we're not taught how to network, you know, beauty school, that's not a chapter in m'lady. Right. <laughs> you know, right. That's, <laughs> not, that's not something that we go through. And so then all of a sudden, especially now, as we've seen in the last year, like the trajectory of solo artists, I mean, it's just like off the charts. So as a platform, we wanna be ahead of that trend. We, we know that's what's happening. That's very clear that, that artists are shifting into becoming independent. And a lot of artists are coming right out of beauty school and becoming sweet mentors. And so they have the technical skills. They, there's lots of education out there for them to continue to grow and build in the technical aspects of the services that they offer. But when it comes to how effective they need to be in the way that they run their business, it's you can feel like you're on an island it's just such a totally different area that needs attention that needs to be just as important as the area of the technical skills that you may have and unfortunately that so far hasn't been much of a focus within our our industry and so we're changing that to me that's that's almost more important than the technical aspect if you can network you will have you will go so much further
0: well, and let's think about this for a second too, because I know the way that I kind of grew up in the industry, again, you know, you would go to classes because you would want to learn something from this person, right? But now I've learned that sometimes I go to these classes and I meet somebody, like on, like I go to these classes now and I'm like, I'm going to meet people around like the other stylists that are sitting in this class as well. Yep. And sometimes- I learned just as much from those conversations as I do from the ticket price that I paid. Totally. And it's like, I don't think that networking has to be cold. I don't think that it has to be, it can literally just be a connection, right? Like, Like I know, um, with this podcast, for example, like I ask people to come on this podcast for no reason besides, I just want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. I want to have this connection with them that other people can relate to the cool part about it. And this was not the intention with this podcast whatsoever, but the cool part about it is when I stop recording, we have conversations after. And it, it, it can be, oh, well, yeah. Like, I'd love to help you with this. I'd love to help you on both of our ends. And that wasn't even like intentional, yeah you know? So it's really like, I feel like the word networking scares hairstylists.
1: Yes. Beauty professionals in general. I think the word networking is, it feels very, you know, we are creative. We spend a lot of time with one person kind of one-on-one providing a service to them. So the idea of going into like a room of lots of people who are maybe also like were brought up in this industry, unfortunately, to have this kind of like competitive shoulder of like, oh no, what are they doing? Am I doing the same? Am I doing better? Like, so if you if you approach networking with that kind of um, internal dialogue, it's it will feel sticky. It will feel difficult. And if you if you can kind of remove like all, especially the competitive edge, remove all of that. And then really focus on like, okay, if I'm showing up to this event, if I'm going to show up to, again, virtual or in person, however things continue to shift, what can I give? What can I show up and do for someone else? And while someone else is speaking, really have that mindset, listening to what it is that they're looking for and thinking about how you can support them. It will just take you so much further in in networking and it can stop being intimidating. It can stop being scary at that point, because then you're really just showing up to serve, you know, to be there for someone else, which we are all naturally gifted at. That is a, that is a strength that beauty professionals have.
0: Which is so funny because you think about it, right? Like you walk into a room of trendy females. Yep. And us as females, what is the first thing we think? Like, like you have these thoughts in your head. Well, like, I'm not good enough. These girls are prettier than me. They're probably more talented than me. You know, like, I mean, some I even get anxiety asking a question in a class because what if it's a stupid question or whatever, you know? And then it's not until you really truly get into a space or a container um, where nobody's judging anyone and they really truly want to help each other is yep. when you're like, holy shit, like, why did I have that mindset in the first place? Like, yep. like, where does exactly. that even come from? Yep.
1: And that's, again, like, as we've, you know, you can, you can connect to, to beauty artists, you can find ways, you know, through social media platforms, through Instagram, through Facebook. But the difference is the difference with independent beauty pros. And the reason why I think we have, Gained so much momentum so quickly, is because we have already taken out the effort and work required to find first and foremost, independent artists. So our members are not just hairstylists and makeup artists like myself, but also barbers, manicurists, estheticians. So all solopreneurs who have the same business needs within their, their industry. Um, and then on top of that, they have signed up to be a part of a community that is all about collaboration and, and there's none of that weirdness. You're not going to reach out to somebody in our directory and send them a cold message and they're not gonna not respond. They will definitely respond because they are there to connect. That's the entire purpose. So again, as far as like taking away any challenge as far as making networking simple and easy, that's, that's the shift that we've created. And that's why, again, comparing it to LinkedIn is such a, a good analogy because there really isn't somewhere else out there. Before IBP, there really wasn't somewhere where you could just go one-stop shop and connect with other independent artists who maybe have different experiences than you, or even offer different services. You know, like we just had, um, Cass who was on, she's from Beyond the Beard. She was on our last virtual happy hour. So she came on, she's a barber in New York city. So her and I have very different technical backgrounds in the industry, but she had so much. I, I felt like I learned so much in that hour talking with her. And again, it's, It's that kind of approach that within the beauty industry, there are so many different avenues that we can each take our career. And there really doesn't have to be any competition. And again, there's the, the, what is that saying? Um, If you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go together. And that to me is, that's like the epitome of what we are creating and, and why it's so important as a solopreneur that you don't actually have to be alone in every aspect of your business.
0: Absolutely. And um, because of that, Cass will be on the podcast. Actually, I think she's going to be then I think she's gonna be on next week. Yes. <laughs> um, but because I loved her and again, that's like a perfect example. Like I didn't I I didn't go to say, I want somebody on the podcast. I went because I wanted to hear what she had to say about pricing and it was, oh my God, I I think that she's going to be my new best friend. I want to talk to her. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, that's so within our platform. So we do offer, again,
1: on top of the fact that we have community directory, you're able to then gain access to other independent artists nationwide, as well as in Canada and we have one member in the UK. So, you know, Haley, Haley. hi. Haley.
0: I, I th- the funny thing is that I know Haley's going to listen to this, uh, yep. the resilient hairdresser on Instagram. So mm-hmm. Haley listens to the podcast and she always sends me a message. Thanks for the name drop. So now uh, I, I have to mention <laughs> Haley's name on every podcast. Yep.
1: yep. <laughs> well, and I didn't even know that. So I just did uh, <laughs> the name drop for Haley. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, being able to connect with people nationwide. So again, I shared my experience in Chicago, a major city in the US where I, I felt the challenge. And now as we've grown and we have members in small communities across the country where they're really, they actually genuinely don't have a network. Like it's not that they really haven't tried, it's that there actually are not other people in their close proximity that they could really connect to and learn from. So again, I mean, we have an esthetician who is in a suite with, like therapists, people who have absolutely no connection to the beauty industry. So that's who she hangs out with every day. You know, Those are the people in her space that she can kind of chat with. And so now being able to have a platform where she can attend virtual events, connect with people across the country so simply, so easily and learn from, from one another is just so valuable. And that is even as we continue to reopen and, and things become more in-person accessible, our goal is to be able to have regional networking events, regional events where people can actually come together. Again, they're all going to be like-minded. It's not going to have that sticky feeling. You're not going to walk into the room comparing yourself or wondering if you're good enough because everyone there will have that same collaboration focus, just like you had. And so being able to connect with people like us and then again, see what doors that opens, see what opportunities that opens within both of your businesses.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because, um, you know, this competitive mindset, like, let's talk about that for a second. Cause it's at the end of the day, it's a scarcity mindset, right? It's this feeling that this other person is going to take all of the things that I have, right? Rather than thinking about it as this other person could help me grow my business even more, or, um, you know, or there's just enough for everybody. Like, and it, it makes me sad in this industry that that's still a thing. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if social media makes it worse or is making it better. I cannot figure it out. Yep. <laughs> I think it's
1: the people on social media. It's the people who are determining if it's better or worse. I think, I mean, I I wish if I could wave a magic wand, I would. that would be my one wish for the industry. Like competitive aspects are eliminated and that is no longer a challenge that any artist has to kind of overcome to not have this internal sense of comparison to anyone else in their success and their journey. I I mean, personally, I have struggled with that also. It's not we ev- all have. everyone has. Yeah. And even with independent beauty pros, I mean, when we launched, so I purchased the domain years prior to launching IVP. It was a concept that I had thought of way before it ever came into fruition. And my own fear, my own self-doubt of not being good enough, of not having a technical background, of never building a community prior, um, that held me back for years. So again, when I think about, I mean, I think everything happens in, in its perfect timing. And I know that launching during a pandemic was exactly what I needed personally to get through one of the biggest challenges professionally I've experienced. But when I think about the years that this platform that built out, <laughs> with absolutely no engagement, with no, um, you know, support, with no love, because I had so much self-doubt and fear. And I let that get the best of me for for quite some time. And it wasn't until a global pandemic came through and turned off my business and forced me to look at this concept and say like, okay, this is a good idea. This is needed in the industry. And if you're not going to do it, let go of it. Someone else needs to, because it's, it will help people, it will support artists. And so I think for me at that point, it was kind of like, okay, our industry is gonna have a big hit from this pandemic where you know, we're all at home. So many people now truly have no way to network. How are they gonna continue to build their business while they're at home and not even with their clients? And so it was just sort of this, again, once I kind of let go of my own inner dialogue and and showed up with that same attitude, what can I do to serve someone else? What can I do to help somebody else? It, it was like, okay, well, here we go, we're launching it. And it doesn't matter if I'm afraid, it doesn't matter if I have self-doubt or worry about what it's gonna feel like if no one's interested in this. you know Once I was able to let go of that, then the momentum started. So I, if I could just eliminate that for any artist, regardless of whatever their focus is in their business, if you can just get rid of that internal dialogue and compare yourself only to yourself, where you were yesterday, not to where anyone else is at in their journey, you, you'll just do so much better, even just mentally and emotionally. <laughs> it's just so much better for your
0: well-being. What did your journey look like during that time, like mentally? <laughs> um. Well, it
1: was, it's so crazy. It's, isn't it crazy how we're just 15 months or so outside of like day one of all of that? And I mean, it feels like a decade. <laughs> it feels yeah. like it was a so person. Long ago. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I guess, I mean, you know, I, I obviously, I understand and relate to all of the areas that COVID-19 negatively impacted society um, and, and our businesses and all, you know, I, I see so many things that were devastating from the very start of this pandemic. Um, but personally, for me, it was probably the biggest wake-up call I, I ever have received. It gave me... So much more permission and freedom in my business to make choices that only fit me, that only serve me, that I probably wouldn't have as quickly made had it not happened. And I think that was really, you know, being in Chicago, I, I lived in Chicago for 12 years, loved Chicago, right downtown, I was in the West Loop, um, loved my apartment, loft apartment, big windows, like everything about the city city life was, was what I thought was for me. And i loved my business i you know i was a busy stylist booked six eight weeks out i did weddings and events throughout the summer um so i felt like my i was an educator for a national brand i felt like i had a lot of um diversity in my business i had i got to meet so many different people i got to travel to educate and so overall like if you would have asked me in january 2020 what things were going to be like for me you know i would just ask for more of the same i felt like this was I was good. I was where I wanted to be. And then again, I had I had Independent Beauty Pros as this like project that someday I would do. (laughs) But who knew when? You know, it would just someday maybe happen. And I think again, part of that internal dialogue, I think I kept waiting for someone else to do it. I think I kept waiting for that there to already be something just like it. And then for me to be like, well, okay, see, it was a good idea, but you know, moving on and i you know as that continued to not happen it was like okay if we have this opportunity and again in march when we were first shut down i think everyone we all had an expectation of it being a short period of time maybe a few weeks yeah, or two weeks <laughs> and so at that point you know it was kind of like okay i'm not going to have this time again you know as as i was successful in my business i was very busy as well so there i didn't really genuinely have a lot of additional time to take on another thing. And so it was kind of like, well, all of a sudden I have time. First, first thing benefit, I would say from this was like, okay, time is now here available to you because there was nothing else to do. Um, and so I decided to give it like a three month window. I hired a business coach um, a, a company actually that is tech based and not at all beauty industry related. Um, and for me, that was important because that was where I was lacking. I didn't have any of the technical skills that I needed in order to launch a platform. Um, And so I started, I hired this coach in March and we launched April 1st. And so again, like at the the time, I mean, that sounds like such a quick turnaround, but like I said, I had already paid for all of the development. I had already built out the site the way that I like aesthetically wanted it to look. So I had done all this legwork prior but then sat on it for such a long time. And so because the, the mental
0: part, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I had a lot of personal changes in those few years too. And so it was something that just, I think that, I mean, those personal things also kind of shook my confidence and and shook my own kind of like a uh, vision of myself and my life. And so I think that also, you know, it all, it all works together. <laughs> and so going through that personally, I felt like I also translated that into my professional. Professional world, like no, just stay where you are. Don't take any risks. Don't do anything else. You know this is good enough. You know I think I really translated a lot of those things, even subconsciously, into my business. And so the coach that I hired, he was so great because I he's I still work with him. He's he's great. Um, I've actually now shifted to another coach within this company, but um, he was great about like get over it, <laughs> get over it. And I think again, as a technical guy, as a guy who has lots of entrepreneurial experience and not so much beauty industry stuff. You know, when I would have any sort of dialogue about self-doubt or comparison, like he would just kind of like, okay, well, but can we be done with that? (laughs) Because now we have to move on to this part. That's like important. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is uh, that I heard recently is, um, oh shit, now I'm going to forget it. Um, I only want to talk about your problem once after that. We need to talk solutions.
1: Yes. That's, that's a perfect quote because that was exactly like, you know, I could start to really get in my head about like, but what if, but what if, but what if, you know, like, and, and he was just so like, I don't know, like, can we just, why don't we just do this now? Because we can take care of this problem and then we can deal with, whatever those crazy problems you're imagining are, you know, yeah. and so that was really great. And again, for me, I'm not, I'm not a salesperson. That is not my strength and it's not, I don't want it to be my strength. I'm very comfortable with that never being a focus of mine, but within ownership of a business, especially a membership-based platform, there is a sales aspect. I don't have a team, you know, it's, it's me. So who's gonna sell this idea? Who's going to, again, share this with people? Um, it's, it's me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so again, he would walk me through, like when I talked about the cold DMs, like that for me was such a, um, that was such a challenging piece of building this business because it, that is so far outside of my comfort zone. You know, again, as an artist behind the chair, I was successful because I, I could really see the value in what I was selling. So I never felt like I was selling to sell, if that makes sense. It's it was more just genuinely I would be able to solve someone's needs. I focused a lot on textured hair, so wavy to super curly hair, and so I could truly help someone style their hair effectively. And so to me it was it was just the easiest way to sell because it wasn't it didn't feel like sales to me at all. Right. And so he helped me really shift that mindset to be to be the same. Like okay, so we're not selling memberships, we're supporting independent artists. Like how do you shift that so that you can kind of get over whatever it feels like to you that holds you back? So to me, that was that clicked, that worked where it was like, okay, independent artists are at home right now, just like I am. They're having the same challenges, struggles, the uncertainty that was happening for all of us. And so once I could really tap into like, okay, here's a problem that I know you're experiencing because I'm experiencing it too. And here's a solution that we've created that can help all of us. Boom. Done. Easy. So again, I think that shift is just so important, even when we talk about networking, like Mm -hmm. really getting back into that mental space of like, what, what am I trying to do here? What speaks to my like inner self as to like what I'm doing in the big picture of things?
0: Well, and I'm hearing too, is like, get out of your own way, right? Like, oh my gosh, yes. Like Like, as soon as possible. (laughs) Yes. Like I think about it and I think about my coaching clients, right? And that's like the number one thing. It's like, they always have these thoughts in their head of what they think. Mm -hmm. If they do this, this is what it's going to look like. And my my most powerful question I always ask is, well, what is the truth? Mm -hmm. And that simple, simple question will throw somebody for a loop. Yep. You will immediately realize that those thoughts in your head are bullshit, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and that can go with selling that can go with, I remember, um, speaking of networking, uh, I remember I went to this class, loved the teachers. They were, they're local. They're, well, somewhat local. Um, and one of the, the teachers, uh, the vivid brunette, Sarah Marie mm-hmm. she posted online that she needed a hair model and she needed someone with gray hair. Um, At 36 years old, I'm completely white. Surprise, surprise. Um, So I was like, oh my God, like I want to be her model. And I sat on it for a couple hours and I was so scared to DM her and say, I would like to be a model. I was terrified. Like, Honestly, I can't even tell you how scary that was for me. And I don't know why. So finally I said, you know what? Fuck it. What's she going to say? No is the worst thing she's going to say. So I said, hey, Sarah, like I would absolutely love to be your model. Okay. She says, yes. Perfect. I go. I start talking. We just start talking about life. I tell her my money story, right? Next thing you know, she's contacting me a couple months later and asking me if I would come to her salon and teach a class. Yep. First class I ever took. Here yep. we are over a year later. I'm still very good friends with her. Um, and that is literally the education route that I took because she helped me realize that it was important and it's not something that a lot of people talk about. But the moral of the story is I was so nervous to just say, yes, I want to be your model. Yep. But it opened up this whole new relationship that opened up something so much bigger in my life. Yeah. and it's crazy because we don't think about it right like we just think about i'm going to get rejected if i talk to this person yeah like that's the only thing we think about
1: and when we really break like again breaking that down so what if you get rejected by someone so what they're not your people matter. they're not your people and i think that's something again i have i mean and don't get me wrong like that is a struggle for me it's still a struggle it's an everyday struggle but i have to genuinely remember now, I mean, especially with where we've grown today, now I'm not doing, you know, direct cold messages in the way that I was in April when we first launched. Now I'm talking to industry leaders who have partnership opportunities. I'm talking to big major brands that I've never, I mean, again, when it comes to internal dialogue and self-doubt, I mean, I have to, I have to do some serious meditation. I was going to say, do you off.
0: have mantras before you? Uh,
1: oh yeah. I have actually affirmations on my phone that are recorded that I listen to. And it, it genuinely, like, I need it. I need I need to hear that I am good enough, that I am capable, that I can go into a meeting with six other people from a team on a big company when I'm just by myself and I can stand and speak clearly and efficiently and communicate what our challenges or what our needs are, I can do it. And I, I really need to like daily remind myself that that I'm capable of it. Because again, if I listened to my, my internal dialogue, I would never do any of the things that I've done so far with IBP. <laughs> I would never have done any of them, for sure.
0: Well, and it's so funny because as human beings, right? We think that the way we feel, we're the only ones in the universe that feel that way. Yep. And like, I could tell so many stories about like how, you know, hearing one other person say something that I thought I was the only one that felt that way. And it's just like, like, I'll never forget. And I'm going to tell this one because um, at Hair Love Retreat, we were in a class and it turned into like a therapy session. You'll see, you'll see, (laughs) they all do. (laughs) Uh, And one of the girls um, opened up about how she felt like nobody likes, like nobody will like her. Like she was scared to put herself out there for various reasons, because, you know, I don't know about, you know, maybe past traumas, whatever, but that like, she was not good enough for people to like her. And I remember that class being over and I got up, I did not know this person. She's now very good friends of my uh, of mine. Um, and if she listens, she knows who she is. I mm-hmm. got up and I walked across the room and I said, you literally described how, I'm going to cry talking about it. You literally just described how I feel. And yeah. like, we hugged and we've been great friends ever since. And it's like something as simple as that, like yep. it sounds little and like minute, but it's like that can change your life. Just like being in the presence of people who are willing to be open and help you grow yep. can literally change your mindset around the shit that you do. It can change your business. Like it, it's not a little thing.
1: Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, and that's, I mean, as soon as you mentioned hair love, I, when I last spoke with Elizabeth Bay, we, so we were going through a discovery call and I'm now enrolled in education foundations. I'm so excited for Hair love, of course. But again, to me, I've always looked at Elizabeth as, again, she's an industry leader. She has built a very successful community of hairstylists. She has that true, you know, like really collaborate over competition aspect. Like she, she embodies all of that. And when we were on this call, again, this was a, this was a discovery call for this program specifically for her to kind of walk me through if it felt like a good fit for me and where I was at in my business. And instead it was absolutely a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> I actually told her, I was so glad that we, she just like called me on, on my phone. And I was so glad that we didn't do a Zoom because I was literally like ugly crying. We had just had a partnership fall through. So it was something I had worked so hard on and I had put so much effort and energy. It was actually also our our first partnership structured and so it was, it was just such a personal blow for, for me in the sense that all of those insecurities came right back up. like not good enough, not you know not big enough, not important enough. like all of that came up for me. And I, I shared a little bit of the details with her of what happened and again, it was actually out of, out of our control. It was out of our partner's control. It was it was a very interesting situation. And she listened to me kind of explain what had happened. And the entire time, I, she was like, you, you know that this is, I went through all of this. I know exactly where you're at. I know exactly what you're doing because this was me four years ago. This was where I was when I was building Hair Love. And again, you know, you when you're making shifts, when you're making changes that are bigger than you, you're going to experience this. It's impossible not to. There will be people that don't want you to make the shifts that you're trying to make. And again, hearing her This person who, again, I look up to as just such an industry leader, such a, such a celebrity in, in the beauty industry, hearing her relate to me and connect to what I was experiencing. I mean, I just, again, I I will not ever forget that phone call because it was exactly what I needed. And we really spent probably only five minutes talking about (laughs) the program that I enrolled in. (laughs) Right, right. But the rest of the 45 minutes that we were talking, you know, it was just such a eye opener that again, when we feel like we're alone in different avenues of our business, like we truly aren't. And if we can connect with the people who have already embarked on the journey that we are going down, it it just makes the path easier. You know, like why wouldn't you want to connect with somebody who's done what you're trying to do, who is willing to share with you? Why wouldn't that be the person that you want to align yourself with, you know?
0: Well and you need to walk alongside of people who are either doing the thing that you want to do or are a little bit ahead of you. Yeah. That is something that I've learned. Like you don't want to be the smartest person in the room or you're in the wrong room. Like yeah. I remember and I don't know if I've told you this story. Um I remember when you first reached out to me and I'm like who the fuck is this? <laughs> and I actually reached out to Elizabeth and I said, "Hey, do you know who this is?" cuz I like I didn't know like I don't, I don't want to like hop on a random call and blah blah blah. And she's like, yes, yeah, like she, you know, she's sweet. She's starting this new thing, blah blah blah. And I was like, okay. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, she's starting a new thing. I'm starting a new thing. I yep. want to talk to her. And then it was like, I just loved you, period. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> same. Easy. That's
0: I'm different. attracted to personalities, and I'm like, yeah. oh no, we could go have a drink together. You're my new best yeah. friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. And that's again, like that's the entire as we. Uh, even for me, again, like talking about just my own personal journey with IBP, we, I mean, the people I have connected with, the, you, like, again, we haven't met in person. You and I have not met in person. And I feel like you are already one of my best friends.
0: And I- It's going to be the imagine. biggest hug the biggest. <laughs> in August. <laughs>
1: it, 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 it is so crazy to me to think about people who, I mean, even, so I had I had a, a surgery, a foot surgery recently. And uh, Sophia Musto, who's again, she's an IBP member. And she sent me a Zen Setter box and had all these goodies and no like get well soon like this, to, again, we have never met in person. And I, like the love that I have for this person that I've only met over Zoom, like it just blows my mind how many connections in just a short amount of time are now so valuable to me. You know, people who I would, who I would jump on a plane for and go do whatever if something was important. You know, it's just that kind of connection. And I think we've really Uh, we've developed this proof of concept that it's very possible to be very, very, very connected wherever you are in your business, wherever you are in the world. And again, I think that is a silver lining that came from a global pandemic. I feel like we really had this opportunity to kind of see, like, wait a second, we can do this a little differently. We can host a virtual networking event where Every single attendee has a slotted amount of time to share who they are, what their business is all about, what they're looking for, who they want to connect with, and then have that entire event benefit a nonprofit that's important to us as an industry. Like that's something that I probably wouldn't have done two years ago, (laughs) you know, and now it's, it's so feasible. It's so capable and we, and we have so much success with it. It's, it's crazy how much has shifted in that sense where, It's now not just in our communities, in our individual communities or in our suite rentals. It's now like global. We can connect globally with other people who have the same kind of thoughts that we have.
0: And when you start getting past the fears of connecting with people, right? Like it's easier to start connecting in person is what I found. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, like now I'm almost used to just like hopping on a call and talking or hopping, like, like going to the IBP events. Like before I probably would have just like turned my camera off, maybe listened, maybe but now it's like, no, like I enjoy showing up. I enjoy talking with people and it, but it, it took like the confidence of really understanding, you know, what it is to really create um, relationships outside of just what you see when you look out your salon window or when you Mm -hmm. look around in your salon. I mean, I remember, um, a couple, I guess it's been almost two years, um, me and this local girl. And it was kind of after I started learning how to make these like outside connections. Um, we just always kind of DM'd each other. And finally we're like, fuck it, let's go have margaritas. We ended up getting wasted, Megan, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, she remembers. <laughs> like, um, but like now, you know, she has been in all my programs. I'm actually about to rent a chair from her. Like, I mean, we are friends. You'll meet her at Hair Love. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and it was all because I found confidence in and understanding and, and I'm using the word building community now rather than networking. Just because it sounds better in yep. my mind um, of understanding building relationships, you know, with people that you can relate to and that can help you in various ways, but not like building the relationship for that purpose. Yep, totally if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it comes it comes naturally. I feel like yeah. if you if you show up with um, again that like intent of giving, um, it will show up back for you in whatever that that vibrant, you know, like. I feel like that's almost like that energy circuit. You know, it's like when you show up being truly authentically there to give, it it just returns to you because that vibration is matched. I feel like it's just people want to show up for you when you want to show up for them. It's it's just kind of how the world works. And I think that's something like when I mean when you mentioned the cameras off, I think back to like our first few virtual happy hours, which now we've hosted. 18 Monday will be our 19th virtual happy hour, and so again, on these events, we have a special guest who's there to speak specifically on a topic. So, something that would interest any independent beauty professional, regardless of the services that they offer like a mini class, essentially. Mini class, yep. So, it's basically again, twice a month, kind of having almost like this one on one coaching with an expert who is like kind of really tackling a topic that's necessary to successfully run your business. But I remember our first maybe. Five, where that was again there'd be like three people with their camera on <laughs> you know yeah. and now I think about our events I mean they're so interactive and they everyone has their camera on everyone's asking questions everybody wants to like really take advantage of the slotted amount of time with this person that's come on to share I feel like that just even seeing that shift because I think once once you feel safe in a in a space it's so much easier to you know, have a question and not feel silly. You know, we just had a conversation with Aaron Graham on inclusivity, and that was a that was that's a topic that is so relevant and necessary. And it feels like we need to have more open dialogue around what we may not know. And I feel like we in that. I mean, that actually ended up being our virtual happy hours are typically an hour. And we were on that call for an hour and 20 minutes. And I literally had to say, like, I'm so sorry, but we have to wrap it up. (laughs) But it was just, again, like, having this really safe space where all of our community members who were on that call could genuinely ask questions and and feel comfortable admitting to maybe not knowing something. Excuse me. And so that was something that, like, I really think creating that space for artists to feel that safe and be vulnerable about like what I don't know it just really can shift how somebody carries themselves in their their business and even for me on that call I added my pronouns to my signature I didn't that was something that I genuinely did not know and I as soon as that was discussed I was like oh my goodness that's what that that that's how I can show support oh my gosh yes like today I will change it today like so again it's things like that that when you're on your own, when you're independent, you may not learn some of those things necessary from others because you're not, who do you learn that from in a suite when it's just you? So being able to really connect to other people and ask the questions that you might not be able to ask to someone else.
0: Well, and it's important to be open, right? Like, like you think about all these like, um, situations where maybe you feel judged or whatnot. It's because sometimes people don't feel, they feel like they know everything. They feel like they've got their good. They don't, need to unlearn or they don't need to learn or you know what I mean and it's like having a safe space where you can come in feel like nobody's judging you um ask the questions and really be open to the answers yeah you know not not fight a new idea um god that can go for so many things (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah, I mean that's why these um spaces are so great you know because again like bigger like a lot of some, I don't want to say, well, we'll use social media. You know, somebody who asks a question on social media, it's terrifying to answer because you've got a million plus people that could, you know, see your answer and judge you and blah, blah, blah. So that's the beauty of having a little bit more of an enclosed space um, that you know the right people are in. Um, And it makes, yeah, it makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah,
1: it totally does. And that's, again like. I feel like we're almost just a, we're a filter, you know, independent beauty pros is a filter. We've filtered through artists who are first and foremost independent and secondly, collaborative. And so being in that sense, like thinking about how that can benefit you if you are also within that filter, if you are also independent and interested in truly collaboration and, and community and support and mentorship, if that's you, then you are already, you're walking through a door of people just like you right out of the gate. So it just, again, I think about what that would have meant to me in 2012, when I was brand new in a suite, when again, I had, in my opinion, I had, I had started working at a space where there were multiple independent artists who I could learn from, who wanted to help me zero in my business. (laughs) Crazy, right? how you described, I mean, I thought I did not wanna be by myself. I I came from a very close knit commission-based salon where we were like a family. We went to every class together, every beauty show together. And so I wanted that feeling in my business to remain. And so I found specifically a space that in my opinion created that. It was independent artists who all had their own spaces and we could all have lunch together in the break room and we could all have that kind of community. Wrong.
0: Yeah, hard wrong.
1: Not what I actually. I wanted like
0: somebody to bake me a pie and like welcome me <laughs> into the neighborhood, and it was like not that way at all. Not that
1: way at all. Yeah, not that way at all. And that is again, I think that's when I think back to myself at that age, at that level of experience in my business. I mean, it was a sink or swim. It was literally swing, sink or swim. Every single thing was like, okay, I'm going to do it this way today and see what happens, and then if it doesn't work, I'll do it that way tomorrow, and like. I I just think about, I know that within myself, I have the ability to kind of push through challenges. I have the ability to pivot and make different decisions and kind of go against what maybe was my original plan. And so I think about like, had I not had that within me, would I have ever been successful? Would 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 I have ever been able to manage my business? Probably not. And then I think about artists who either, again, do not have access to anyone or who really don't have that that business-like mindset to kind of make decisions specifically for the benefit of the business. And so if we can help even just one person like that, like me, back when I first started trial and erroring my way through every single decision in my business until I found a better solution, it it would save someone so many headaches, so many... Downfall, so many you know scenarios that they now have to kind of work themselves out of I remember the first year that I paid my taxes oh god <laughs> and I, I mean I am not joking I cried I think I spent four hours that afternoon crying like I just I mean I had never I just had no concept of managing my money to pay taxes in an efficient way I just didn't have any knowledge and so again it was like surprise this is how much money you owe like good luck <laughs> figure it out you know like and again, if I, could just, if I could just go back to that period and have a platform like IBP and learn from Kenesha Coleman, who is the beauty CPA, who has been on and shared with us so much insight on tax prep and accounting and has provided a sheet deck for us, for all of our artists to be able to, to benefit from and to reference, like I, it just, I know how much that would impact me when I was starting out and even now, As we've continued to build, you know, I stepped away last year from being behind the chair. So after this roller coaster of pivoting, um, it became very clear that if Independent Beauty Pros was going to be the success that I know it can be, I needed to put both of my feet firmly in the business. And it was the scariest, I'm gonna cry talking about that. It was the scariest decision I've made professionally because there's no guarantee. You know, in my business behind the chair, I knew that I could make good money, that I could. Save for retirement that I could put my kids someday through college, and I I did not choose that. Instead, I I put all of my eggs in one basket, and I know that this platform has that potential. But it is still, it's still that scary decision making, and and to be able to learn from other people like you in our community who have made those same decisions supports me in my in my path in my journey. So again, it's that full circle. It just, it's, it's never done. You're never done networking. You're never done connecting. There's always more to benefit from others and their journey. And there's always ways to support someone else.
0: Yeah. And you know, I can relate to taking the risk. That's for sure. Um, I always now, especially because I still like the first six months was the hardest mentally, I think like really fucked mentally. Uh, And now I just think, stop thinking about what you're what you're giving up and start thinking about what you're creating yep and I, it's like i just remind myself that every single day and it's exciting rather yeah. than scary now you know
1: totally. Yep, totally that's how i mean i think i went through when we recorded the last episode we were talking a lot about that like the fear yep. because that was something again i think we were both at that
0: point we were in that spot
1: we still in it yeah where it was still so scary and it is crazy because now, I mean, I think I've, so I'm in, I'm eight months now, full time with IVP, And so, I mean, that to me is just, it blows my mind. <laughs> like it definitely to think that I haven't, I mean, I have weddings contracted. I'm actually, I'm so excited that weddings are happening this summer. And I'm in the process of building out a van to be able to offer mobile hair services to brides and destinations, remote locations. And like that is, again, that's like another little passion project of mine. I love traveling. I love camping. I love all of that. Um, And I also, as you can see, I like cannot help myself from building other businesses. It's just like, (laughs) it's just something that happens.
0: Not a bad, not (laughs) a a bad hobby to have.
1: Uh (laughs) I already have like 15, you know, like if I weren't a hairstylist, I would be this. So again, one of them interior designer. That's always something that I've loved as far as aesthetics, my boyfriend's a woodworker. And so I've been able to help him with a few projects and like do some designing just for fun uh, with him. And it definitely, again, like who knows someday that may be another pivot for me, but regardless, I feel like in, in the process of making big decisions, taking big risks, I feel like I've actually just become such a more well-rounded, authentic person. I feel like I've, I've just, as a human i've shifted so much in these big decisions because it's been outside of what my comfort zone tells me i should do and and once you start to kind of like really follow that that intuition that you know gut feeling i feel like that creates space for more authenticity and i just think that that's something again whoever's listening to this wherever you're at in your professional journey your personal journey like if you can just kind of separate any of the what-ifs and the scary fear-based decision-making from what you really feel aligned with and what really speaks to you, I feel like that just, it really helped me become
0: who I'm supposed to be, I think, overall as a person. Take the risk. Yeah. Like, take the risk. Like, and it's so true. Like you learn more, like you do the thing and you learn about the thing that, the risk that you want to take, but like you learn so much about yourself. And then it bleeds into every other aspect. Yep. You know, it's like my family's better now my life, like because I've learned so much through taking the risk. It's kind of crazy. Yep. Um, yeah, it does.
1: It like ripples through every area. It's, same thing. I mean, I feel like when I, you know, I moved, I, I stepped away from being behind the chair. I moved out of Chicago to Colorado I am in a relationship now that I would have never thought possible four years ago. Um, it, it, there's so many little things, even my friendships. I feel like in stepping away from so many things, I also started to really filter through my friendships and see who kind of like rose to the surface of people who I really want to give my energy and effort to as well as being able to really count on and trust that they are they are showing up in that same way for me. And it, it's, again, I think, I think there were just so many things. I think having so much time, we all had so much time last year. And I think it really did. Yeah. It helped us all kind of really think about like, okay, what's, what matters? Like truly what matters when things, when everything is kind of on the line as it was, what is really important to you? Like, and it's going to be different for everyone, you know, moving to a mountain town in Colorado might not be important to somebody else in Chicago who really loves the city. And, Building out a van and driving to, you know, remote destinations might not sound fun at all to someone else, you know, but really thinking about what matters and is important to you in your business and in your life. I think that helps us get away from the comparison as well, because when it's really just about what you want and what is necessary for you to be happy and, and to find success personally, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing.
0: A fucking men. <laughs> it's that internal validation, man. And it's not, I mean, it's a constant journey though. Yeah. You know, but once you start really stepping into it, um, it does get easier. You know, you learn how to learn, how to, um, lean into it a little bit more every time you lean into something that scares you, you know? Yeah, definitely. So before we end this, um, talk to the stylist that maybe is listening and is like, well, I don't have a podcast. I'm not a coach. Like, why do I want to be a part of IVP?
1: Yep. So two aspects, I would say. First and foremost, um, when it comes to finding relevant education and information that meet the needs of the independent artists, that is our entire focus. So our content on our platform, everything from our blog posts, our monthly social media content calendars, our our contracts, we have downloadable contracts now available where you can customize them to meet the needs of your business. Um, All of our resources, our sheet decks that are provided, all of that content is generated from other industry professionals. So again, it's not just me, Lindsay Smith, independent hairstylist and makeup artist, providing my experience of what worked for me and my business. It's a collective of areas of expertise, again, I you know, cried over doing my taxes. So I'm not gonna speak to you about how to do taxes because that's not my strength, that's not my forte, but I will definitely bring on an expert to share what we all should be doing, how we should all prep and plan um, and provide that resource for our community. Because again, I see that value, I see that necessity. Um, so right there again, if you're looking for support within your business and education that is not technically focused. So we're not focused on the services of the beauty industry, hair cutting, coloring, skin care. That's not our focus of education. But when it comes to the education on running a business successfully, networking, collaborating, um, all of the other pieces that are just as important and valuable in being successful. So we have, we have that in spades. Anything that you're looking for in that area, we can provide. Um, and then the second piece again, is the support that you'll gain from connecting with other people. So you're in a space where everyone there is, is there for the right reasons and for the, the same purpose that you are. So being able to make those connections is just so much easier because you know that you're aligned with other people who have that same mindset. So it's just simplified. It's, it's taking a piece of business that's necessary in terms of education and networking and connecting and making it as simple as possible so that it doesn't feel like one more task that you have to do within your business.
0: I love it. Love it. Love it. I'm excited to be a part of it. You know that, though. <laughs> Not a secret. Yes. <laughs> All right, yes. Lindsay, tell. i so excited to have you be a part of it. Tell the people where to find you. And I will link um, Independent Beauty Pros in the show notes. Um, I also have a link for it in my Instagram as well. Um, but tell everyone where they can find you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we hang out on Instagram most often. So Independent Beauty Pros is our Instagram handle. Um, make sure to tag us if you have any um, anything you want to share with other independent artists, whether it's um, workshops, coaching, um, even just your work or your space. If you have space available for solopreneurs, booth rental spaces, tag independent beauty pros. We do look at all of those tags and we will repost, we'll share. Um, and then independentbeautypros.com is where you can learn more about our platform, um, our community, and then see our monthly and annual membership options.
0: Awesome. Yay. I'm excited. I am so excited as well. Thank you so much, Misty. Dean. Thank you so much. I'm sure I'll have you on again. We'll just every season at this point. (laughs) Perfect. We could just talk and talk and talk everyone's ear off. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Lindsay. I will see you soon. Thank you. Sounds good. And as always, if you liked this episode, please feel free to share it on the gram. Tag me at underscore Misty Jane underscore. And I will talk with you on the next one.